0: Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe D'Amino. On this episode, we talk with author, certified health, life, and transformational coach, Shannon Talbot. A former corporate leader in the advertising and financial service industries, she started her own coaching and speaking company to help working professionals live happier, healthier, and more fulfilling lives. She has an MBA. She's a former director in big banks former VP at an advertising agency, wife and mom of two young boys. She is a Toronto-based author of Breaking Free, Your Guide to Creating the Career and Life of Your Dreams. It's a book that came out in January of 2024. Dig this interview.
1: Well, it's great to meet you. And I want to begin our conversation with what we went through for the last three and a half years surviving a pandemic. How did you get through the pandemic? And how did it subsequently change you?
2: Uh, Well... The first step to getting through the pandemic for me was uh, moving my family back to my childhood home. We moved in with my parents. Um, My husband, my two sons, and I moved in there because uh, I had two young kids in JK and grade one, and they were doing virtual schooling. And at the time, I was working in advertising, and my hours, you know, some people's hours cut back during the pandemic. Mine increased dramatically. Yeah. Um, So I was working really long hours. And it was really, really hard to juggle it all. Yeah, and I just found myself really struggling. And yeah. <laughs> what I, how I thought I could cope was, I was like, oh, you know what? Once everyone's in bed at night and my work is done, I can, you know, have some wine and eat a bag of chips and binge watch Netflix and, and do all that stuff. And then that really just, you know, created a, a bad cycle of not feeling good and things like that. And finally, you know, it was. A few months into the pandemic, I was like, that's it. I've hit a low. I was ready to quit my job, uh, which I couldn't have done financially. And it's like, okay, something's got to change. And it was in that moment that I realized, okay, you know what? No more of this. I need to start doing healthy habits. I started waking up at 5 a.m. and looking after myself and finally learning to manage my stress and my well-being. And then uh, a few months later, I... So I went back to school and became a coach yeah. and got my coaching certifications and started doing that on the side. and realized that's really what I wanted to do with my life was start my own business, yeah. And a little while after that, I uh, uh, after my son told me I was angry all the time and and wanted, you know, asked to give me a goal to for me to be less angry, <laughs> which really stung. then I, left the corporate world and started my own coaching and speaking business.
1: So you're putting your money where your mouth is. You're doing exactly what you did for you, for everybody else now.
2: Correct. Yes.
1: (laughs) So let's get to the essence of what you do do. So I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders. It's career day. (laughs) And one of the kids says, Hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child? I would tell them, you know what? I
2: help people live happier lives. I help them find more joy and finding things they like to do, not feel that they have to do and do more of that in their life, whether it's for work, whether it's helping them find a new job or helping them just be happier in their current job or helping them, you know, find a new hobby or something to do that just brings that joy and energy back into their lives.
1: So what did you want to be in the third grade? What was your dream?
2: (laughs) So third grade probably was a teacher, um, but it was interesting in high school, I had two what I call secret silly dreams that I told myself weren't real dream, weren't real careers. Uh, one was to be an author. Yeah. And one was to be a speaker. So I wanted to be a motivational speaker. But at the time I was like, wow, those aren't real jobs. Who can make a living off of that? Be practical. Sure. So those were my dreams uh, in high school.
1: So how did this happen? How did you get, I mean, being a coach and helping people that's kind of a a special niche that that people have how did these seeds develop where were you born and raised and what were some of the seeds that were planted in you to get to this point
2: sure so i was born and raised in a really small town in canada called godridge um it's across from michigan actually on lake huron it's 8000 people and in my hometown you know people had the traditional path lawyer doctor nurse teacher and there weren't a lot of, there was, we had a big salt, we have the biggest salt mine in the world, underground salt mine in the world. So lots of, you know, jobs and mining and, and things like that. Uh, but we didn't have big businesses and we didn't have things like that. So I didn't really know what jobs were out there. Yeah. And in high school, you know, I started taking the accounting courses and a little bit of business and thought, okay, well, you know what? I'm good at it. I'll go into business because that just makes sense. Yeah. Um. And actually, I don't know, for anyone listening, if you ever played the game of life, the board game, that for me was, okay, that's what I'll do. I'll go to university. I'll get, you know, maybe I'll go to law school, get a job and I'll make, at the time, I thought like $50,000 was like amazing salary and I'll get married and I'll have the kids. And so that was always my definition of success growing up. And then actually in high school, I had one of my teachers, my English teacher, only time a teacher ever called me at home. He called me at home after my exam, and he said, "Shannon, have you ever considered writing?" Yeah, and I said, "Oh, I love writing, but no, that's a hobby. Like, no, I'm going to business school. I have to go to business school. You know, I have to get that that job and the, you know, and work in a big tall building and get a fancy title. And it's interesting because no one told me to do that. That was just right. I put it all on myself." And that's just the path I thought I had to do. Yeah. And that was the path I led. Um, and I had some, you know, I had great times. I actually lived in Peru and South America for two years, yeah. um, studying and working and came back. And I worked um, for a big bank in Canada and in their international banking division, got to fly all over. And I did some really, really cool stuff and fun stuff. But I realized when when my job was more entrepreneurial, that's when I thrived. Yeah. And that's what I loved. Yeah. Um, but it, it took me, you know, until my late 30s for, my, for me to finally give myself permission to ask, okay, Shannon, like, what do you really want to do in your life? What lights you up? Because although I enjoyed my career, it wasn't necessarily, you know, what I dreamt that I would be when I grew up. Yeah. And with each milestone I hit, you know, with each title increase or with each new salary band I achieved, the success, you know, was was great but the happiness was you know was fleeting it was like great i got there now what what's next and so i wanted something that was more um fulfilling and something that i had always enjoyed throughout uh, my youth and especially um in in the corporate world was mentoring and fostering people and helping them see you know what they can do, their strengths, helping them build their confidence, helping them chase their dreams. I love helping people chase their dreams or go after big goals and overcome their fears. Uh, so I realized, you know what, that's something that I can start to make a living doing um, and really just helping other people overcome their struggles.
1: And I think that's interesting about just like career day when we talk to kids about that they don't really have any idea. And like you said, it takes a long time to figure out what your actual strength is, where you're, where you're supposed to be. And sometimes it takes a whole career, so to speak, to figure that out, to get to that point, you know? So, but it's good to dream. I mean, you got to start somewhere and, you know, we all have to learn and all of that. So, um, on this journey for you, who's been a hero, who's been an inspiration for you?
2: So I have to say Michelle Obama was, uh, Probably the turning point for me. Um, my son, who is five, this is five years ago. My son, who was five, was hospitalized for 31 days for his appendix, which was should have been something really simple, but turned into this 31 day visit at at a children's hospital. And during that time, my friend was like, You have to read Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. And interesting, she told me to read it because I struggled with. Um, fertility and, and a bunch of other stuff. So she was like, oh, she talks about that in there. So that's why I started reading it. Mm-hmm. But what ended up happening was Michelle shared how she was this corporate lawyer, really successful, making good money, but it didn't light her up. Yeah. And so she wanted to figure out what would light her up, and she shared her journey, and she switched into healthcare. And it sounds so silly now, saying it out loud, but at the time, I was like, oh, I can switch careers. I don't yeah. have to stay in banking forever. Yeah. And it gave me that permission to go ahead and say, okay, I want to do something different. And she also shared how she didn't know what she wanted to do. She just started networking and talking to different people. And that was the first time in my career, too. I reached out to old bosses, old colleagues, friends, and I admitted to them, which was really scary because I was, you know, a lot of times we're afraid of losing our jobs. So I didn't want people to know. I wasn't that happy because I thought, oh, well, it'll come back to me and I'll get fired. And that fear had had just ruled me for so long. Uh, so, but sh- that just gave me the inspiration and the motivation to start going and reaching out to people. And the support I received was amazing and just everyone was connecting me with somebody else. And yeah. it was incredible. Once I could get past that fear and just go out and admit I wanted to try something new, it was really amazing to see what can happen with the network.
1: I think that's the bottom line with anything, though. Once you get to that point where you're going to do it no matter what, you know, no matter what the outcome is going to be, you just have to do it. And that's kind of, I mean, whether it's moving or going into another another career, it's kind of a part of that whole process. Um, So you might have already answered this, but if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now and spend some time with them, who would it be? Oh, uh, easy. Mel Robbins. (laughs) Okay.
2: Okay. (laughs) Mel Robbins is also another, like, I'm like, I want to be her when I grow up. Uh, she's another huge inspiration for me. Um, and just her books, her podcast, her coaching and everything she does. I really, really admire her.
1: So what is that inspiration, that motivation for you every day to get up, to do what you do, to help people and to evolve yourself? What is that for you?
2: What is it for me? I think it's, and it's interesting lately. I've been told how, how vulnerable I am when I share my stories. Like I'm pretty, and I'm really vulnerable. I post a lot on social media, and I'm just I'm share my struggles and I share my past struggles, current struggles, and people are like, oh, it's so great that you do that, and I can relate. And I'm not ready to share my struggles openly yet, but just knowing like if I can help one person mm-hmm. in a day with a story, or they at least they know they're not alone, they can relate. Yeah. That's my motivation and. I couldn't do it when I was in the corporate world. I couldn't share openly either because, you know, I was afraid of backlash or getting in trouble and all these things. So for now, I'm like, no, if I can be that voice and just get people think, you know, knowing they're not alone and talking more and sharing their struggles and knowing like we're all going through stuff, especially since the pandemic, Yeah. Um, that it's the more we can share, the the more we can help each other.
1: So what's been one of your favorite success stories as a coach so far?
2: I think one of my favorite success stories is helping one of my clients was coming back from their second maternity leave work in a male dominated industry and she was really worried about you know not being good enough when she came back not having all the knowledge and trying to balance work life balance and and all those things and her confidence was had taken a hit and working with her and just being able to build up her confidence um, and and set those boundaries and, and care less what others think and the judgment and still, you know, because she wants to be a great mom, but she also wants to be great in her career. And we were able to set her up for success when she went back. And, you know, she was able to drop some of the guilt. I think that's a big, big one for many of my clients is we have this guilt of, oh, if I leave work a little early one day, that looks bad. Or I might get in trouble or I'll look like I'm not working as hard. Or we have the guilt if we're parents or have pets at home or whatever it is. Like, oh, but if I'm not there, then you know they're going to be wondering where I am. And they have the guilt there. So with her, we helped build her confidence. We helped drop the guilt. Um, she has great work-life balance. And she was actually picked um, in her organization. She was picked... To lead a women's like leadership group and go to the United States. She went to a conference in the United States, led a panel, and she's doing really, really wonderful things yeah. uh, with her career now.
1: Wonderful. So of all of the things that you've done in your life so far professionally, what are you the proudest of?
2: I just wrote a book and that was a dream I had since grade five. Yeah. And that's my proudest moment. Um, is it was the book I'd envisioned. It was a book I wished I had had starting out in my career. And it's a book of stories of my, a lot of my stories, but a lot of stories of other people as well that I interviewed for the book or my clients. And it's just, it's inspiring to me. And I think we all, we all learn through stories of learning how certain people, you know, what they struggled with, how they overcame it. So I wanted a book that was more about everyday people trying to just balance life in general and and balance it all and manage their stress and figure out what they want to do and and be a good person or be a good leader or be a good parent. Um. So I wrote the book that I wished I had had earlier in my career to help me manage life better.
1: Yeah. What was the first book that you read that really inspired you or maybe you come back to or really wanted you to read or write?
2: Ooh, there's so many. I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. Huh. Um, there's so many books that have inspired me. I would say, interesting. I probably would have had a different answer a couple of days ago, but yeah. I'm looking at, you know, there's a Chicken Soup of the Soul books, yeah, and they've been around for for ages. And yeah. for me, I have all different ones, and it's it was the real life stories. That's what I love. I love memoirs. I love biographies. I love reading. People's stories, um, and just how they what they went through and how they handled it and how they came out the other side, or even if they didn't, you know, like the struggles they yeah. had.
1: So what's the best advice you've ever gotten?
2: Care less about what others think of you. <laughs> yeah. Probably the hardest thing to do, <laughs> yeah. especially, you know, with social media and everything now. It's it's really hard. There's a lot of, you know, people who are judging and and commenting and things like that but i think yeah the more you can be you and just do what what feels good to you what lights you up and forget about what other people think the happier we truly will feel yeah it's 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 inside of us not external factors that really bring bring us happiness
1: so Let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into a 20-year-old version of yourself, and you could give that young version a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained so far. What advice would you give that young version of you?
2: Oh, so many things. But I would say it's something we take, you know, and it's January. I know lots of people made New Year's resolutions. Um, But I never learned how to manage my stress. I never really exercised or ate healthy until my late 30s and i would say you know we talk about these things we all know those things are important but they really can make a difference in how much energy you have and how you handle tough situations and for me um i was never good at managing my stress and yeah. it took my 5 year old setting a goal for me a few years ago in january actually setting a goal for me asking me to be less angry um, for me to finally ever do something with my stress, and I think that's you know it's simple, but it is. It's the exercising, it's the eating healthy, getting a good night's sleep. They're what all babies need, right? That's yeah. that's for their good moods, and we're the same way. We're wired the same way, and I think sometimes it's just we get busy, and those are the first things to go. Yeah. But the more we can prioritize ourselves and our well-being, um, just the more energy we'll have.
1: Yeah. So what do you like the best about living in Toronto?
2: Well, I do live near the lake. I uh-huh. love the lake. I live near um, the beach and the boardwalk. So walking along the boardwalk and the beach is beautiful and uh, love that. Um, also the diversity. Toronto is a really diverse city. Lots of different cultures and restaurants and food and just different events and everything. Um, yeah, it's a really great city to be in. Yeah.
1: There was a... Uh, we met a baseball player, Nikki Lopez, about a year ago. My son's on the spectrum and they had a day at the stadium and we were asking him what his favorite city to go to is. And they always said that they're a little sluggish in Toronto because they love it so much. That's the place <laughs> they love to go to see. So I always Amazing. remember that about Toronto. Yeah. So Amazing. everyone out there has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Hmm. <laughs>
2: I think I am someone who, if I want something, I'm going to go after it. Yeah. I'm not going to let, I don't any let fear hold me back anymore. I've realized that when I'm my authentic self, when I show up as who I am, I feel happier. I do have more energy. Uh, I'm more confident. So for me, you know, I'm living a life now where I am who I am. I'm going to show up as who I am. And I'm going to go after those dreams and not let fear hold me back and help others do the same.
1: So if anybody out there wants to hire you, learn more about you, reach out, what's the best way to do that?
2: They can go to www.shannontalbott.com. It's the best way. I do free workshops. I have a quiz on there to find out if you're happy in your career. I have one-on-one coaching, group coaching. I also do speaking engagements for organizations. So you can go there. You can also order my book from there. Everything's
1: on my website. Okay, excellent. This has been great. Shannon, thank you so much for your story. Thank you for your time
0: and have a wonderful 2024.